Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I'm so glad that you have joined me once again for our lesson and our look at the Antichrist. He's somebody you're going to want to be familiar with and to know and to be able to perceive, to recognize. For we know that before the rapture or the vanishing of the pure and the holy Christian, there will be a great falling away. Many Christians that walked with Christ will descend and start to slip slide and, and they will live inside of iniquity. Those Christians will be left in what is called the tribulation. The wrath of God is poured. Many people will come to him and be saved out of the tribulation. But in that time period, the Antichrist rules from the temple in Jerusalem as God. He pretends to be God and he gets the whole world to worship him and to take his mark, the mark of the beast 666 or the chip in their hand. And without that, you will not be able to buy or sell. And the people that are left and they don't want to follow him because once you take that mark, You've damned your soul into eternal fire. There will be no forgiveness and there is no return. So just remember that. And many people will say, Lord, you know, we're left in the tribulation, but we want to be yours. Please forgive me of my sin and God will aid you and enable you to walk through this horrific, horrible time. And many will be violently uh, abused and beheaded and stripped and, and chained and imprisoned and all kind of horrible things. But you, when you die, you will go into heaven. Okay. So we want to avoid being left inside of the tribulation period. So we want to live a pure and obedient life in Christ. And we know that in that time period that we as Christians before the rapture, we will see a great falling away and they will, they will leave their life of holiness and will walk in iniquity. We will also see the Antichrist. God said he would reveal the son of perdition, but we will vanish and be taking out. And then comes the tribulation period. And so what is the nature and the temperament of the Antichrist? Well, let's take a look in Revelation 13, 5. And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things, and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. So we can see that he's very mouthy, he's very full of pride, he's very arrogant, he gets the whole world to love and adore him and, and to worship him and think he's something else. He brings up the, the world in prosperity, creating peace and prosperity, but they have to take his mark if they're going to survive. If they're going to eat, if they're going to purchase, if they're going to sell, they must take his mark, the mark of the beast, 666, or his chip inside of their skin and their right hand where they're able to purchase. And if you take that, you have damned your soul for all eternity in the lake of fire. You must resist that. And as you resist him, 
He will come after you to destroy you. So what will you do? Well, resist the devil and let God help you during the tribulation and you will be taken out one way or the other, but you will end up in heaven. But the only wise thing to do is to live as a pure and obedient Christian because even when, if, if we don't go in the rapture, we'll go in our natural death. Ecclesiastics 3.1. There's a time to be born and a time to die. And so pure and obedient Christians enter into glory. Sinful Christians and the ones that rejected Christ and his rule over their life will find themselves being told by Jesus Christ, as is written in Matthew 7, depart from me. You workers of iniquity, where there be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, the only wise choice is to be a pure and obedient Christian. Amen? So, the devil has a big mouth, and he speaks continually against God, but he says God, and he gets people to worship him. Doesn't it sound like our modern times? We have, we have the Christians, and then we have what's called the liberals, they cut their own path and they do things the devil's way. Whether they know that he is their God or not, he owns them. People that are not submitted to God, the devil owns to their knowledge or to their ignorance. And the devil is no good taskmaster. He will lead you and seduce you into sin. And once you're in that sin, he'll give you, allow you pleasure for a season and then he'll bring destruction over that. And he will keep you as his own. But there is a way out. Say his name. Jesus, forgive me. Surrender your life to Christ. Wash me in your blood. Fill me with your spirit. Give me the book to eat. Come alongside me as the prophets wrote in John 6.45. And all the prophets wrote, Everyone will be taught of God. And let God transform your life. Daniel 7.25 speaks of the Antichrist, and he shall speak great words. The Antichrist will speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints, the ones that have been left in the tribulation, but refuse him. He's going to wear them out. He's going to go after them to destroy them and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand, until a time and times in the dividing of time. So we can see where God wants you to go in the rapture. He wants you to live as a holy and a pure people. But if you refuse that, God has already told us the tribulation period will be years of hell and wrath being poured out from God. And the saints, the people that want God, will be placed into the Antichrist's hands. But upon your death, upon your exit, you will arrive in glory if you obey Jesus Christ in the tribulation by not bowing down and worshiping the Antichrist or receiving the mark, his mark, in your body to buy and sell. Daniel 7, beginning in verse 7, speaks of the Antichrist. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, 
dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth. It devoured and broke in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, and behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking great things. God has told us, God has given us warning not to be underneath his dominion. Will you listen to God or will you follow the devil? Daniel 7.20, And of the ten horns that were in his head and of the other which came up and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes, and a mouth that spoke very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. So we can see that God is describing the Antichrist. Daniel 8.23 And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressions are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences, he shall stand up. And through his policy... Daniel 8.25 tells us, Also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart. He's full of pride. He wants everybody to bow down and worship him and think he's great. He wants everyone to applaud him and to do things his way. And by peace he shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princesses, but he shall be broken without hand. Christ will crush him. Christ has already crushed him on Calvary. Father God threw him out of heaven as lightning. He's been crushed and cursed. Christ crushed Satan for the people that will obey him. But the people that don't obey Jesus Christ within his kingdom... They are ruled by Satan and demons. If you're tired of that life, because that life will bring you nothing but torment, addiction, you'll end up a, as a, an addict in a dry house place, tormented all the days of your life. The Antichrist has this strategy as listed in Daniel 8.25 and through his policy. Also, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace he will destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. Daniel 8, 11, 21. And in his estate shall stand up a vile person. He's a vile person that pretends to be God. And he has a multitude of the nations following him. And they will follow him into the lake of eternal fire. But many will not follow him. And they will cling to Christ and go through much tribulation in the tribulation. But they will enter into eternal glory. 
So he stands up as a vile person to whom they shall not give the honor of the kingdom, but he shall come in peaceably, and he will obtain the kingdom by flatteries. He knows how to, so to speak, um, put bread on the different pieces, put butter. He knows how to butter the bread. Okay? Wherever he goes, he's a flatterer. And he knows how to say just the right things to get just what he wants. And so he will obtain, and he will obtain his power and his seat, God has told us, by flatteries. He will know how to work his crowd. He will know what to say to each person. We need to be very cautious of this person and be intelligent and know that this is coming up. What's ahead? Amen? The Antichrist is arrogant and he's completely full of self-importance. Revelation 13, 6, and he opens his mouth in blasphemy against God. He says all kind of evil things against God to blaspheme, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. So he's blaspheming the citizens of heaven, the great cloud of witnesses that are looking on at these in times that we're living in. He will blaspheme them because of his bitterness. He's jealous. He's envious because he had the opportunity to love God forever, but he sinned against the most high God. And in his beauty, he became prideful. And in his position as a protector, he turned and he became a destroyer. And so he will never enter into heaven. So he blasphemes God and he blasphemes the people of God. And we don't want to belong to the destroyer. The Antichrist, his peace covenant and negotiation is found in Daniel 9.27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. What does that say? What does that mean? It means that... During the tribulation, as he's sitting as God and calling all the shots, causing peace and prosperity, doing false signs and wonders, and making people run to him to get his mark, 666, or his chip in, his, in their forehead or their hand to buy or sell. And when you do that, you'll damn your soul forever. But he also comes against the saints of God that are in the tribulation that refuse his life. And he causes their sacrifice and their trust in God. He tries to shake their trust in God and they're praying to God and they're waiting upon the Lord. Daniel 9.24, beginning in 9.24. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince, where he sits in there and rules as king of kings and lord of lords in his second coming after the tribulation, 
the millennial rule, shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. The war, the war, the battle of Armageddon, where the devil comes out of the pit after 1,000 years and Christ set. And he gathers the kings of the nations that didn't do their due diligence and read the word of God for themselves. And they follow Lucifer in their battle against God. And God totally destroys them. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. You do not want to be left in the tribulation. You want to go in the rapture and always be ready to leave. Okay? You want to live ready to leave. You don't ever want Christ to look at you and say, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Amen? You don't want to live in iniquity. This is serious stuff. Your eternity is very vital and important. It will never end. The Antichrist, his war and his destruction, uh, Revelation 13, 7, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints, and he comes against the people of God in the tribulation, and to overcome them, and power was given over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So he has mighty power. He wears crowns, and he's been given this seat of dominion for a season of time. But the choice is ours. Will we serve Christ his way? Will we serve Christ our way and be left behind or told upon our exit, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, and will be thrown into hell? Or do we follow the devil knowingly or unknowingly to our eternal fire? Where do you want to live is where you will go. Daniel 7.21, I beheld in the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Tribulation period, where he comes against the saints and they, they do a very good job. And many are killed and tormented and tortured in the tribulation period, but they refuse to worship this beast. They refuse to go along with his deal. They refuse the chip in their hand or the mark upon their forehead. And they hold on to Christ and one day Christ takes them out and they go, and up into heaven to God's utter joy. Daniel 8.24 reads, And his power shall be mighty, the Antichrist, but not by his own power, and he shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper. He's very prosperous, the Antichrist. And practice, and shall destroy the mighty. He will destroy the mighty ones. And he will destroy the holy people, the ones left in the tribulation. But upon your destruction, you will rise. You will rise into heaven if you refuse to worship the beast and get his mark. 
That is a promise from Christ. We can see the Antichrist, his force and his, his intensity, as is stated in 2 Thessalonians 2.9, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. Jesus said, be careful that you're not deceived. How can we be careful, Jesus? Jesus has told us, stay in my word on a daily basis. Read my word. You know, we feed our bodies organic food and we take them to the gym and we keep the, keep our flesh fit. But our spirits, our souls, our minds are void of intelligence. And our spirit man is so puny and all the devil has to do is send a wind of a do- false doctrine. And he's got you following him, laughing as he takes you into the direction of the wide road that is destruction to the sorrow of Christ. Revelation 13, 4, and they worshiped the dragon, the people that didn't refuse him, they embraced him. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? They're so deluded and deceived. They think that this is God. They're God. They're, they're going to name him as God because he's profane, and he blasphemes God, and They don't like God either. And he prospers and he practices and he has his organization and his kingdom. And he he has everybody take his mark. How sad, how sad that you would turn your life over to the destroyer where you will be destroyed for all eternity. The answer, people, is for all the earth to come back to the word of God and to do your due diligence on a daily basis, as God has commanded. There's only safety in intelligence and obedience. Outside of intelligence, outside of obedience, is nothing but destruction. And the devil is the leader of that kingdom. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning in verse 10, reads, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. They didn't want to do their due diligence. They didn't want to read the word of God. They didn't want to observe and do what they've read. They enjoyed the pleasures and the lust of this world. They threw and forfeited their forever and their soul and every good thing that God wanted to give them on earth They forfeited over to the devil to their own destruction and eternal damnation. And for this cause, because people didn't want the truth, I want your word, God. I'm not going to read your word on a daily basis, and I'm not going to be an intelligent Christian. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. We need to be careful with the love and the mercy and the grace of God. We need to be careful. Revelation eleven seven reads, And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. So the, the, the beast was locked away in the millennial world a thousand years. Now he's let out. And what does he do to the one that refused to be intelligent? when they come around to see if you're full of the word or you're empty and void. And the Bible tells us clearly in the book of Matthew, chapter 12, 43 on, 
that when he finds you empty, you don't have any word in you. He will come in and he'll bring seven other wicked spirits, more wicked than himself, and they will dwell in you and with you. And that's why you're tormented, sir. That's why you're tormented, ma'am. It's the devil's a tormentor. How do I get rid of this torment? Say, Jesus, save me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Clean me. Do your due diligence and get the sin out of your life so God can heal you as stated in Second Chronicles 7, 14. Revelation 13, 3 reads, And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. See, he does a sign where he was fatally wounded in his head, but he comes back to life. It was a deception, a, a ploy, a, a, another counterfeit to Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, as I've seen Jesus Christ. I've also seen Lucifer, the one that is the destroyer of humanity. The enemy of God and the adversary, the opponent of the human race. God wants all to live, and Satan wants all destroyed. It just depends on what you want to live or to be destroyed. If you want to live, you go with Christ, and you do as Christ has commanded. If you don't want to live and you want to be destroyed, continue in your rebellion against Christ, and you will be destroyed. We can see that the Antichrist is abusive, he's vulgar, and he blasphemes God, as stated in Revelation 13, 4. It says, and they worship the dragon, the devil, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, who is likened to the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And we know that God fries him. And his future is in Revelation 20, 10, where he's thrown into the lake of fire and burned and tormented absolutely for all eternity. Revelation 13, 8 reads, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written, not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. The only cleansing agent for sin is the blood of Jesus Christ the blood of Jesus Christ. May your name be found written in the book of life. How is my name going to be found in the Lamb's book of life? You say, Father, forgive me, I have sinned. Wash my sins away in the Lamb's blood, Jesus Christ. Fill me with the Holy Spirit as I sit down to do my due diligence, reading out of the Word and studying it as commanded. And you teach me, you come alongside, and you teach me the word of God and how to live here. That is how your name is written. They chose life. So your name is written in that book. Mark thirteen fourteen reads, But when you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let him that reads understand. And let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains and the tribulation when you see him standing in the temple of Jerusalem as king. Let one have intelligence. There's the Antichrist 
We've talked about what he does and how he operates, etc., etc. The Antichrist is defeated and absolutely lives in destruction for all eternity. Daniel 8.25 And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart. He's full of pride and self-importance. And by peace, he brings peace, he brings prosperity. He's, he's it, okay? And he gets the nations and he deceives them. And by peace, he shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against Jesus, the prince of princesses. But what happens? He shall be broken without hand. Revelation 19, 19. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. He fights in Armageddon, the battle at the end against God. He's always fought against God. But God takes him down and he's forever cast into the lake of fire. 2 Thessalonians 2, 8, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume, the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Revelation nineteen twenty, And the beast was taken, here's his end, his finality, and all that follow him. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, the false messenger that pretended, the pretender of the giver of truth, but it wasn't truth, but you didn't know, or they didn't know, or because nobody does their due diligence by reading the word for themselves. Don't do that. And the beast was taken. And with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived, he tricked them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. They thought he was cool. He was something else. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning, burning with brimstone. Revelation 20.10. And the devil that deceived them, that seduced them, that tricked them, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet, the false messenger, for your and for the human race's destruction, are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Mark 9.44, where their worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. So what should we do as the human race about the coming events and the Antichrist? We should become pure and obedient Christians, living our life, and intelligence, eating our word daily, and obeying the Son of God. Rialoran International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rialoran today at www.rialoran.org.